I remember last year I um I shared this post on social media there was of, of this photo of myself and for two years it hid in a Dropbox folder because I hated it I didn't like it myself just I just didn't like it and I didn't want I didn't want to put it out there because I didn't want people to um, see it or to think of me in a certain way and like all these common thoughts coming through and then I just thought to myself you know what I'm just going to share it like what was the point of having all of these photos created you know I just need to get over myself and I had all these lovely people commenting because I shared you know I was so so scared to share this photo and um, I think so many so many of you can relate to this because I think we are so, we want everything to be perfect and we obsess over everything and we overthink everything. And at the end of the day, I just took action. I'm like, I let that energy go because you're holding on to that energy. It's not so much the inaction, it's you're holding on to that energy. When you let the energy go, you can move on. That's done. Next. You're listening to Christy Unedited, the podcast, and I'm your host, Christy Gray. Christy Unedited started as a raw and relatable conversation, and it always will be, but it's become so much more than that. Each week, a few special souls dish out some authentic truths as we navigate together the exploration of self. Thanks so much for listening. Let the magic begin. Hi, gorgeous, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. And this week, I have the incredible Morgan from Martini Mondays. And I love that when we hit record on this episode initially, I was just starting to get to know Morgan. Since then, I have been able to meet her in real life. We have made some astrology magic together. And I think what I love so much about this episode is that Morgan speaks to mindset, owning your magic, becoming an expert. And this information she provides in this episode is so, so needed, not even if you're a business owner. I think as a business owner, this is like a non-negotiable, but even if you're wanting to build a personal brand on Instagram, whether you have aspirations for a future business in mind, there's so many golden nuggets of wisdom scattered throughout this episode. So I'm going to like hand over the mic to Morgan straight away because this episode is just too good not to share with you. And I want to say a really big thank you to Morgan as well, because this episode is anchored in everything that we talk about on Christy Unedited. It's like, oh, it has exploration of self and own your magic scattered through absolutely throughout the entire episode, but it's all through the lens of PR. Oh yeah, baby. Anyway, Morgan, thank you for jumping on the mic with me. And without further ado, I will hand over the mic to you. What is something that you've learned lately? It could be something big or small. Ah, I love that question. Um, I'd have to say being in a personal development journey this year, um, I love that every week I'm just like discovering more about myself, um, more about like what makes me unique, more about what kind of friend I am, how I communicate and um, that my personality and my energy is more of a magical thing rather than a flaw that I've always seen it for. So to, to answer your question, I think it's, it's just like discovering more about myself um, every week and just being so addicted to this personal development journey that I've been on for the last six months. Um, so hopefully that answers your question. 
Oh my goodness, it totally does. I was like, sister, you are speaking my language. Like, oh, you know what? Like, um, we talk about it all the time on the podcast. Like, the podcast is really like Christianity. It is all about the exploration of self and the journeys that we go on. And I think that the most important relationship that we can have is the one we have with ourselves. And so, even sharing that is like going on a personal development journey and um, exploring your magic on a daily basis. Like, I think that's the most magical thing you could learn right now. Absolutely. I think it's such an incredible journey and I truly believe that your life can change and you can be capable of doing anything if, yeah, it's just a forever journey. Like it's, it doesn't end. It's just the commitment that we make to ourselves of wanting to become the best version of ourselves. So yeah, I'm loving it so far. Yeah. Were you always innately curious about who you were or is this something that's been more sparked recently? I've always been a pretty curious person as someone who naturally loves people and gravitates towards people and and stories and connections and conversation, especially coming from a PR background where I'm exposed to so many people um, of all sorts um, on the daily but um, after having like a pretty stressful year last year um, and realising that I'd become a shell of who I was and I probably didn't realise until the start of the year I made a commitment to really work on myself this year and get that sparkle back. Um, and I've actually had a few friends say to me over the last couple of weeks, oh, you're, you're back, like the Morgan's back, your sparkle's coming back. And um, that was just so lovely because I have really been working hard on it. Um, But, yeah, to answer your question, I've always been curious in self-development and personal development. And I think um, it's just, I guess, like having having the time and the courage, more so the courage to really invest in it because often we don't want to hear what we don't want to hear. And it's easy to be in the dark and not know things. But I think when we open up and accept ourselves for who we are, we can really live our best life. Um, And in saying that, you know, be a great friend, have great relationships, have great, have a great business. All those, all of those other things are sort of, they all come together. They're all spared from the one thing. And um, I think when you've got, and I really did an order of my life. Um, I looked at my friendships, my relationships and um, anything that was like draining my energy or made me unhappy. I really questioned whether that was best serving me. And I think, I think probably a lot more like that now is in the past. I feel like you sort of you become complacent and you become comfortable. So you don't really make changes because this is how you've been for so long. So you sort of accept it and tolerate it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I think change is the hardest thing for so many people. If I think of the, I reference this all the time, whoever's listening right now is probably like Christy I've heard you say this a billion times but I always reference the stages of change model um, in psychology because like remaining in our comfort zone and not taking action is safer than like wanting to take action and like even if I think of um, our brain our brain's job is to keep us safe and so when we like have to make change in our life or take an audit of our life, whether it's our relationships, um, our intimate relationships, our friendships, maybe it might be our career, health. I don't know, right? You fill in the blank. When we have to change something, even the thought of that is can be detrimental and it, it's scary. It stops us from even making change. 
Absolutely. And I think especially when you look at surviving and thriving and mm. last year I was definitely surviving um, and that's not even because of COVID, that's a completely different thing. Um, but I was, yeah, living my life in survival mode. So I was like getting through each day and each week and each month um, and I was throwing myself into work because work is always my thing that I escape to when um, life is a little bit more challenging um, and, it, and it wasn't really until um, this year that I realised that, like, how much I was surviving and not thriving. Yeah. So, and ultimately, we want to thrive in life. Yeah. Because what's the point in life if you're just surviving, just getting by, just getting through each day, not really getting joy out of anything that you're doing or, or in your life. And so that thriving feeling is something that I really do aspire to. And that's not saying that you want to feel happy every single day because that's unrealistic, obviously, but you want to <laughs> totally. have that fulfilment you want to have that fulfillment in your life and you want to have good vibes and you want to have happy times and you want to be the best person that you can be for yourself, most importantly, but for others as well. Yeah. And look, I a hundred percent agree with you. Like, um, you know, I think that so many of us were faced with adversity for different reasons over the last 18 months, whether that was because of COVID or people just adjusting to the fact that we had change in our lives, whether our freedom was taken away or whether we spent time at home, like everyone's um, journey looks different. And if I even just think about like, you know, myself, like I was really peeling back the layers and looking at my life and what I really wanted my life to look like. And I think it is, it's so easy to fall into that trap of survival mode to if things around you, like your external world isn't operating in the way that you expect it to. And so you do, you get kind of it's not, I don't know if it's even complacent, but I think I'll use that word comfortable again. You're comfortable of that. And then that's really all we know. But I know for me is like, I always do things in a really dramatic way. It's purely just my nature. And so like for me, I shave my head and I went to Melbourne for New Year's and I'm not telling anyone to shave their head. But that was like, uh, almost like, an act that I did to really change my energy and change my state to step into a new year. And I think sometimes we have to do some of these dramatic things to actually feel like we can thrive. And it's more because it's actually giving us a brand new perspective. Oh, I absolutely love that. And I resonate with that so much. And can I just say, I think it's so awesome that you did that. I think, go you, and I remember when it happened and seeing, seeing it all over your socials, I'm like, oh, my God, go, Christy. That is just awesome. And to have that courage and boldness as well to just do it, I think sometimes just owning our decisions rather than just, like, sitting and being indecisive about things, like, hey, you know what, I'm going to do that. And I also fit into the dramatic <laughs> um, uh, energy vibe as well um, and also being quite an extra person naturally. I love living that extra life. So um, I've definitely done some dramatic things um now <laughs> what's the most dramatic thing you've done I want to know now <laughs> well I don't know if you know this about me but I'm actually from Adelaide um I've just hit my three-year anniversary of living in Brazil which is really exciting but I literally decided to move here like on a whim like there was no reason for it there was I didn't know anyone here like literally you know one here except one person who happened to be a client at the time and there was something that it was just calling me to Brisbane. I'd lived in Sydney before. I'd spent a lot of time in Melbourne. I wasn't interested in living in a big, another big city, but I was bored in Adelaide. I was craving challenge, excitement and adventure, being a classic surge. 
and just wasn't getting that from in Adelaide. Like it's um, a completely different place. And I was, yeah, I was bored and in a rut um, with my business and with my life. So I just needed a change. And I came here recently before. I think I came to Brisbane a few months before and liked it. So I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll move to Brizzy then. Literally remember telling my parents, packed up my house, drove here, drove from Adelaide to Brisbane, didn't even have an apartment, literally didn't have anywhere to live. And I did the drive with my mum and she stayed for a few days, found an apartment and that was it. I was living in Brizzy. And here you are, baby. I always, I always say it's the best thing, like, like moving here changed my life. Like I look at my life now, I've got so many incredible friends, um, such a supportive business network, my business is thriving and I just love life and um, I just think if I'd never backed myself or I never just made that decision, like, yeah, sure, it could have been a disaster, but what's the end, what's, what, what is the worst thing that could happen if it was, like, just get in the car and drive back to Adelaide. So I think, um, yeah, just like having the courage to make those bold decisions um, and to just go for it as well. I love that because I always like ask this question, like what's stopping you? And like that came to mind as you were relaying that because it's almost like you took that big leap of faith, which I think so many people were scared to do. But like really at the end of the day, when you ask yourself that question, if you have these thoughts, right? Like you might've had this sort of like, I just want to go to Brisbane. Why not? And it's like, what's stopping me? And nine times out of 10, we're the ones stopping ourselves. But you had the courage to take that leap and in a grandiose way, which I'm totally here for. Yeah, I think so too. And I think we're conditioned, um, we're told by like our parents and we're conditioned to believe that, you know, we need to have a grand plan, we need to think about things carefully, we need to consider everything and all of that. That's definitely not the way that I roll and that's why I'm a business owner because I can't sit in a small box, square peg, sit in a cubicle, work nine to five. That's just not in my DNA. Um, and I, I that's probably one of the things I love about who I am. Like I'm... I'm willing to take the risk. I'm willing to make bold moves. Yes, there's risk involved. Yes, it might fail, but like it's better than wondering and never mm. knowing what could have been and what could have happened. And yeah, to this day, it's one of the best things I've ever done. I look at the life that I have now and of course I miss my friends and family back home, but I love life here and I love the people in my life. And um, yeah, it's been a huge transformation. Oh, I love that, Morgan, and spoken like a true Sagittarius, of course. <laughs> course. <laughs> <laughs> now, I really want to dive into like PR with you today because um, you have this epic business called Martini Mondays, which for starters, it's such, that name in itself is so PRable. Is PRable even a word? It is very much a word and it's a word that I often use. <laughs> so, well, I'm staff for you, Christy. <laughs> Whoa, I'm passing. I'm, I'm showing up as a PR expert. No, totally not. <laughs> I think that, um, but if I, like, I actually don't know a lot about PR, but I probably know the basics, but I used to, when I spent time, when I was working at Sephora, um, we had an external PR company that you would work with our in-house marketing team and the amount of work that they did. So we used to put together twice a year, um, a brand showcase, and it was always in like a prestige place in Sydney. And we would have our brands fly out from across the world and, um, they would have, uh, stalls for like influencers and, um, people in the media. And so I, 
I'd spent like a lot of, I've spent a lot of time around people in the PR world, but the amount of effort to coordinate these events from the PR team is wild, like crazy. There's so much work that goes behind PR and marketing, which I actually, this is just my interpretation. I think a lot of business owners, they they actually don't realize the enormity behind it. Yeah, absolutely. And PR is very different to Samantha Jones and AbFab, although they are fun movies slash TV shows if you just want to glamorise PR for a little bit, but not really like what PR is. PR is a very hectic uh, job. Um, So what you just explained sounds exactly right. And I look back at my corporate PR days working in agency, that's exactly what I did. Um, You know, events, working with promoting events, influencers, media kits, it was very different a few years ago when I was back in the corporate space because it hadn't evolved to the point that it is now. So influencers wasn't really a big thing like bloggers were, but not so much um, influencers. Um, And we did have a lot more traditional media that we were working with. So I worked a lot of um, a hectic job with um, crazy hours in the office and then you're going to events at night and you're hosting um, lots of different events and you're hosting meetings, you're sending media media kits and all those sorts of things but it was very different to what it is now so it's been exciting to see the industry just evolve and change so much like many other industries have but it's actually a really broad profession and PR can mean a lot of different things but in a nutshell what it means is the management of a brand and a person and their message and impact so you think when um, people say oh, positive PR a company needs to do positive PR that's positioning that branding company in a positive light so that everyone's raving and the public essentially is seeing that company or person in a positive way so that's sort of what PR is um, in a nutshell it's a strategic communication process of a person uh, company or organization and as a PR professional it's my job or our job to sort of manage that um, regardless of who we're working with so that's when um, big brand collaborations come in you've got events you've got influencers you've got managing the media what the media think and say and what they write about more importantly because PR is a little bit different to advertising we can't exactly control what um, journalists are going to write and say so we have to make sure that we can manage that in the best way that we can um, so that's what PR is in a nutshell um, my background's a bit of an interesting one. Um, I started my business because I wanted to do PR differently. Um, I go by a shaken, not stirred PR method um, because I really didn't like the way that brands were working with clients um, and there was a lot of things that I felt that could have been done differently and I wanted to sort of put my own spin on it as well. So that was the reason for starting Martini Mondays and I wanted a fun name. I actually had the nickname Martini Morgs when I worked in an agency <laughs> and then I remember one Monday after work we went and had a martini because why not it's Monday and we, we all need a martini and then um that name just stuck <laughs> so yeah and it was and it just stuck and I was like you know what that's a pretty good name that's an um, amazing I, name so yeah it just um it just stuck with me and Upon reflection, I feel like it's a true reflection of my personality. Like most people who get to know me know love a good martini. I'm pretty fun. I'm pretty outgoing. And I think it just suits my whole brand and um, what I'm about in terms of PR as well. So, yeah, so that's sort of been my journey. Um, and we've even evolved past that. We've evolved past being a PR agency working with lots of different clients and brands to now being an education brand. So I now um, have the great pleasure of mentoring 
and working with aspiring experts and experts who want to be seen and share their magic with the world and want to be the go-to in their industry and um, doing that through education and, and mentoring um, and now about to launch a digital product um, in helping people um, learn my exact formula to achieve it on their own. And um, that's been such a great transformation of the business um, and I think really seeing the personal development take place with um, all the wonderful people I've had the privilege of mentoring and also myself as I move from a um, move into an educator um, as well so yeah it's been a bit of a journey um, but yeah that's what I do through Martini Mondays. I love that because you've got these beautiful extensions of like um, you know, mastering your craft as an expert and then being able to impart that knowledge to others and um, having such incredible success with the people that are working with you as well. I just love that because that really is a testament to your ability as an educator because it's not an easy feat. Like I think that people, like oh, I spent 10 years in the corporate industry and learning and development. And I think that people think that education is like the easiest job in the world and it's actually not because you have to be across all departments and be across so many different arms and you're also helping adult learners which is also really challenging because as adult learners if we don't revisit information within 24 hours we only retain 30 percent and we're also impacted by belief systems our values like personal development our personal development journey also impacts how we learn so I'm just so excited that you do that and you also have incredible success with it as well totally I mean education is such an interesting one especially when you've been I guess in the professional space of um, having having gone to university years ago to develop the skill that I've then been practicing over the last 10 years to now be teaching other people. I've never would have probably called myself a teacher, but being an educator definitely been a unique journey. Um, and being a recovering people pleaser is um, a challenge that I have to battle with being an educator because I can't be their best friend. I've got to be the teacher first. So um, looking at things like mindset and when they're not taking action, how I can best support them and educate them and why, why they're not taking action and how I can support them in taking action is probably the most important thing. But the biggest transformation that I see because people that um, before weren't taking action and they weren't getting results to now being so confident and taking action and getting the results and that's been the most rewarding experience of all. It's not really getting... PR coverage or the media coverage it's seeing them transform as business owners and as humans um, yeah. through being able to support them and I think a, a true educator should be able to I guess like motivate and inspire action so that they can go on to then master that skill like if they rely on us um, to always be there then, then we haven't really done our job in my opinion like we need to motivate and inspire like any leader would so that they can go on and do the same thing and they've developed that skill on their own so that one day they don't need me. And, yeah, that's the goal that I always set out and it's just such a rewarding experience where you think, you know what, my job here is done. You've learned this, you've practised it, you've transformed and now look at you and look at what you've accomplished. That to me is just such a rewarding experience and I think as I've seen my business evolve from doing the, doing the work to now being able to show them how to do it and seeing them reap the rewards. That's been such an amazing experience um, as well and something that I'm really excited to see now with um, what I teach in my product and seeing more and more people be able to create the same transformation as well. So, 
Yeah, that's been really exciting. And being, being able to put my fun spin on it as well, like there's no rule book that says you've got to be an educator like this and things like that. You can really put your own spin on it and really have fun, which I think is just the beauty of being a business owner, right? Have you ever wondered what your life would look like if you owned your magic? What possibilities could you create? Well, if you're ready to start your own transformation, there's a number of ways we can work together, whether you're looking for a power hour, an astro strategy, or a three-month journey. My vision for you is to help you master confidence, gain clarity, and transform your world. Speaking of worlds, how do I do this with you in mind? I blend the ancient wisdom of astrology with philosophy and anchor it in psychology. When these worlds collide, you own your magic. If you're ready, send me a message as I'd love to learn more about how I can best support you. That is the best thing about that. And I think it get, it, it takes time and effort because I think confidence is a skill like any. You need to be able to grow and develop that over time. And I think um, that sometimes we lack so much confidence in our own ability and our own magic that we look to everybody else and what they're doing, you know, especially if it's looking to people in our industry. Like I know when I started off and I, before I'd even niched into astrology and I just started off as a coach um, after I'd finished my um, coaching cert and I like was just looking to everybody else because I was like, oh, this is new. And I had kind of like discounted the fact that I'd spent 10 years in education, which is so weird. But how it's so random how we do that as human beings. Like we go, maybe I'm not good enough, right? Or I want everyone to like me, as you mentioned before with the people pleasing. But then it's like, you have to really develop that and own your magic. And I love that you say that too, because I think that the more you lean into who you are, the more confident you become, it then becomes your superpower. You're then authentic for your audience or your clients or whatever that looks like. And then you become a magnet to like the success that you dream of. Totally, absolutely. And it's um, so, yeah, it's such an amazing experience. I have to say one of the things that I've loved doing um, is definitely the mindset component. Um, but I created these little affirmation cards um, as little like screensavers for your phone um, with all like these um, little prompts. And of course, I've put my own martini spin on them, but like, having people um, message me on Instagram saying, I love your affirmation cards and they're now the screensaver on my phone. I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes me so happy because I feel like that's just something that people can take away with them and like refer to and like I've created that. And I think, yeah, yeah I think as an educator um, and, and as an entrepreneur, that's just so, it's really exciting and really rewarding knowing that you've created something that people have found value in and now they're using that to create change in action in their business yeah. and their life. So that's really the fun part. I love that because empowerment is so important. And I love that because we speak the same language, which is amazing. And I'm totally here for that as well. Um, I love that you share like owning your magic as an expert is so important. Why do you think that is? Is it because you have had to do that yourself first? Or is it because you're seeing the opportunity with the people that you work with or both? I think it's a little bit of a few things. I firstly think there's um, magic in everyone and everyone is an inner expert. So whether you're a copywriter, a photographer, an accountant or a dentist, like you are different to your competitors. 
there's a reason your customers come to you. There's a reason you wake up every day and you do what you do. And I use myself as an example. I'm definitely not the normal PR person, as you can see. Like I'm all about martinis and fun and living your best life and using PR as an engine to achieve that. Whereas there are many other PR people out there who are all about the tactics you need to do and like obviously a very more traditional way of doing it, which is completely okay. It's just, this is my way and this is their way. And that's exactly what I teach. So you can be a copywriter and you could specialize in creating like sales converting copywriter for course creators and then going on to like help them achieve impact in their business. That means that you're not the copywriter for everyone, but it could be that you're, a really fun person like you could be fun you could be like really creative you could have amazing processes you could love the color blue and then everything about you is blue like there's so many unique things about you that make you unique and then therefore make you an expert because of that and I think it's really important to see that as your inner genius zone rather than a flaw so rather than seeing yourself as I'm different to my competitors what am I doing wrong like you're different to your competitors how amazing is that that means that you're going to stand out above everyone else because you're different and you're delivering something differently. You're showing up and you're helping people in a way that feels good to you and a way that's going to help them. You're going to attract your tribe of clients and audiences and you're going to keep it interesting for the media. They don't want to say this. They don't want to share the same story the same way. They want to know your skill. They want bold. They want interesting. They want entertaining. So that's why and how you can really stand out through your magic and I think it's really important that we are our true selves and we're not trying to be someone that we're not like I truly believe that you can be successful in business and in life by being who you are and that there's not sort of a square peg round hole situation that you need to be in to achieve that success so when I talk about like living your magic I'm like well who are you and what are you here to offer the world like what's your message and how can we make that really big and impactful so that you can change um your business and your life so yeah that's probably um how the magic comes into it and and crafting and developing that expert message um is probably something that I love the most and probably where my genius lies in being able to look um at a business owner and as someone and sort of really pinpoint what their expert genius zone is because it can be hard sometimes like what am I an expert at or what's my thing so it's definitely the mindset plays a huge role in that too because you go through that whole discovery process of what that is. Yeah, and I think too, like I was only having this conversation with somebody earlier is when you ask somebody like, like, well, what do you think you're innately good at? It's sometimes really hard for the person to you know, identify. Like when, like it's like um, when you say to somebody, oh, like tell me a little bit of who you are or what you do when you, like say when you first become a business owner and you rattle off all this bullshit because you just are so caught up with the story and you're trying oh, to so impress funny. them. <laughs> Oh my God, I know. It's like when you get hit with this. So, what are your strengths and weaknesses? I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And I'll agree with you. I yeah, know. It, totally, it can totally be challenging. So, and I think that's like one of the great things about working with a mentor. They'll really work with you through that process um, and help you. And I guess like that's something that I've really created with my digital products too. It's like, it's not just sort of, okay, I'm an expert at this, let's write it down. It's a process that you go through. So it's like a thought process that you go through and arrive. And I don't think it's like a quick fix. It's something that you think consciously 
talking about um, and it comes to you too. So, and I think when you sort of reflect, you know, what do I enjoy doing? Like what work do I do? Who do I do it for? What gives me joy? Uh, those sorts of things will help you arrive at um, what it is that you want to be known for. I think a lot of us know deep down, but um, sometimes it just takes a little bit of work to get there as well, and that's okay. Yeah, I think it's hard because we're so, like, if I think of today, we have so many people selling to us online. We're on social media all the time. We have like noise everywhere, right? Whether whether you're a business owner or not, like it's a reality. We're completely inundated with messages and marketing. And so I think it's really easy to get swept away in somebody else's messages or marketing or or comparing ourselves to others. And then that makes it even more challenging when we peel back the layers and actually go, hang on, like, what do I want? Like, what's my version of success? And what do I want my business to look like? And, you know, can I have it all? And all these things, like, the only way you can do that is by tuning out the noise and tuning inwards. Absolutely. And I think it's so easy to get a shiny syndrome. I definitely (laughs) have shiny syndrome um I get so distracted with what everyone else is doing you know what are my competitors doing what's happening on social media what's everyone in my industry doing and a core part of what I teach is you need to be different what do you think you know and really sort of like getting out of that um and it can be so hard as well because you've got so much to so much in your face all the time like we've come competitor competitors and comparisonitis that's the word I was looking for um is like a real thing too and it's um has to be like a considered thing when you're really um taking a step back and actually no that's not what I want to do and that's not who I want to be um so really being like bold and disruptive has always sort of been my approach um yeah I I totally think there's enough room for everyone like there's We don't need to be threatened by our competitors. Like we can do it all in our own unique way. Um, And PR as well is such an accessible and attainable skill. And I truly believe once you learn the framework and learn the how, like it can be a skill that you practice and practice over time to fully master um, rather than, yeah, having to like hire, hire an agency that you pay thousands of dollars to per month. Like you can develop that skill and then go on to do amazing things with your business as well and understand your message and show up confidently. But I also think being an expert is different for everyone. And I know that I've spoken to you about this too. And it's, there's not like a square peg round hole. Like you can be an expert and be shy and be introverted and be creative and be authentic and be anything and still be an expert. So it's really about doing that in line with your personality and what feels right to you as well. Yeah. Like, I'm just so passionate about this, like just owning who you are and like whatever that is and like showing up as that because like even when we talk about confidence or expert, right, pick your poison, whatever word, and we think like even when I say confident, people will think it's the loudest, most like in-your-face person in the room, but that doesn't necessarily mean that their message, like, sure, their message can be really intoxicating in the moment, but you could also leave if they were speaking at an event go, what did that person actually talk about? Because you're so enamored by their body language and how they show up, whereas confidence could be somebody that's vulnerable when it comes to storytelling and they create lots of space when they're speaking and they you're almost hanging on to their every word. Like, that, to me, has more profound effect on the person that's just 
loud and like Tony Robbins in your face. And I think that's the beautiful thing is like everyone's so different and you have to be able to own what's unique to you. Totally. And confidence comes in all shapes and sizes, as you know, like just as you've explained, um, it doesn't always mean what we think it means. Like I take myself, for example, I will probably never create a mural because I'm just not tech savvy and I think the time it would take for me to do it, like I'd rather provide value in lots of other different ways. And that's totally fine. Like you don't have to do reels because everyone else is doing reels or you don't have to create a podcast because everyone else is doing a podcast. It's whatever feels right for you. And I think once you realise that, like you just think so much differently and you um, have a different approach to business, I think, because you're Mm. not, I've got to do everything that everyone else is doing. Otherwise I'm just like falling behind especially on social media. So I think that's a really good point too, like just being yourself. And it's funny because like I've really mentored people on completely opposite spectrums. Like I've worked with highly introverted people who've had amazing results and extroverts who've had amazing results, but they've done it in the way that feels good to them as well. So, yeah, I think any anyone can do what they want to do, which is the magic of it all. Yeah, wouldn't it be amazing if everyone just gave themselves permission to do whatever the fuck they wanted to? (laughs) Uh, Yes, it would. But I think the magic is really in action. I think we realise that we could have the best strategy in the world, the best brand, the best looking photos, the best perfectly curated bio, but if we're not taking action, nothing will change. And when you realise that on on a daily level, like, yeah, that's a bit of a game changer too. And I think sometimes when we when we choose to um, outsource a lot of things in our business, I think that comes down to because we just don't want to take the action ourselves. Um, so that's a bit of a game changer too. And I guess something to think about is, um, yeah, the hard work is in taking the action because then we're up against things like projection and what if I fail or what if I'm not very good or what if it takes too long or I don't have enough time for that. Like the excuses are endless. Um, but unless you take action, and I'm, we've all been guilty of it, I've even been guilty of it, um, unless we take action, like nothing really um, changes. And um, I remember chatting to um, a friend a couple of years ago, and this is just this one thing that she said to me, and it just stuck with me. Um, and it's wherever you go, there you are. And um, it's like you could move destinations you could move house you can move overseas you can find a new boyfriend you know all of those things um you can change but if you don't change yourself you'll still remain the same the same patterns and behaviors will really be there so until we really work on our mindset and create those new um actionable behaviors and steps we will really be the same person and I thought that's just that's really always stuck with me I think it's so true That is your mic drop moment for today, Morgan. (laughs) Wherever you go, there you are. That's so good. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I know that there's been heaps of people that I've become like enamored with um, because they might have had an inspiring Instagram account or they've got like this perfect looking business and then I'll sign up to their like mailing list because I actually am one of those people that does that. If I'm like prompted and I'm like, oh, I don't want to forget this person because I don't follow everyone that I actually like on social media because sometimes it can be so noisy. And so what I'll do is I'll go, oh, I'll go to their website and sign up and then I won't ever receive an email or nothing. It's like crickets. And then six months later, like obviously, 
basically they've not taken any action of like nurturing their leads. And so like they like slide up in my my mailbox and then I'm over it by then and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm okay now. <laughs> I know. And it's really um, a consistent action. And, hey, I get it. Being a business owner is like having a thousand tabs open in your brain every day. Like there's always a long list of things that you need to do and priorities that you need to focus on. But just start small just by taking that consistent action. So when I have conversations with my clients around a week's gone by and they haven't actioned the homework that I've given them, it's a question, you know, what can I do to support you in helping you take action so that you move the needle, you know. Everyone's busy and we are all busy, um, but it's just taking that time to take that consistent action so yeah. that they can move the needle in their business as well. And sometimes it's just asking the question and, um yeah, just having that support, I think, makes a mm. huge difference um, mm. because we're all guilty of it. But I think, yeah, if we don't take the action, um, yeah, we can have the best-looking website in the world and the best strategy in place. But if we don't do anything to execute that, then nothing will change. Oh, spoken like <laughs> like a true leader, that's for sure. And um, I think people will always prioritise what's important to them. And I agree, like, People will give you every excuse under the sun and we've only got X amount of hours in the day, but we've all got the same amount of hours. So it's just up to us what we want to take action on. And I think too, like um, being in business is that you're right there. We've got thousands of tabs open all at the same time, but it's about making sure that you're still doing the things that are going to help you generate success. Because I think what I, I see a couple of things happen, and I'll use astrology as this example, is I see a lot of people rigidly build structure. So what they'll do is they'll do the to-do list, they'll do the planning, they do all the things, but then they never take any action because it's just safer to keep going back to the drawing board. I'm going to rigidly build structure because that's the safe thing. Or I'm going to focus on everybody else and generate ideas for them because I don't want to generate ideas for myself again another and it's just another it's a cop-out again and coming back to like our brains trying to make us feel safe and like taking the action isn't safe because it's either uncomfortable we haven't done it before so we don't know what to expect there's risk involved we could get rejected we could fail it might not work out I've wasted that time so all these things, all these thought processes are subconsciously going through your head. It's not even a conscious thought. It's like a subconscious thought. And we also prioritise as business owners what's going to move the needle quicker. So, for example, client work or if you're a product business, it's like pumping out um, products that you're selling um, or it's what's going to make you sales quicker. So that's, that's firstly what you spend your time and effort on. Um, but when we look at something like PR, that's actually going to seriously change your business. So by taking the time to action that, you're actually going to create more impact, influence and income in your business over time. So when we change our mindset and think long term, I'm silly not to make this action now because the longer I delay it, the longer I'm going to achieve that outcome that, that I want at the end of the day because I'm focused on this small thing. Or in other words, we focus on something that doesn't even matter at all and it could be I'm going to spend six hours designing a social media graphic <laughs> because you're a perfectionist. Oh my God. And like, as you know, that would be lovely to spend <laughs> time on that. That's, that's not really going to make too much change at the, at the end of the day. Um, so overcoming perfectionism. 
it's another one. <laughs> oh my goodness. And absolutely, like, because especially with a social media graph, because I know there's probably people out there that do that, that content is gone. Like that's gone within 24 hours. So what's the point? <laughs> oh, I um I remember last year I um I shared this post on social media. There was of this photo of myself and for two years, it hit in a Dropbox folder because I hated it. I didn't like it myself. I just, yeah, I um, just, I just didn't like it, and I didn't want, I didn't want to put it out there because I didn't want people to um, see it or to think of me in a certain way, and like all these common thoughts coming through. And then I just thought to myself, you know what? I'm just going to share it. Like, what was the point of having all of these photos created? You know, I just need to get over myself. Um, little, I have a bit of a like a Regina George moment in my head where I'm just like, you know what, get over yourself, <laughs> just do it. Um, and I had all these lovely people commenting because I shared, you know, I was so so scared to share this photo, and um, I think so many so many of you can relate to this because I think we are so we want everything to be perfect and we obsess over everything and we overthink everything. And at the end of the day, I just took action. I'm like, I let that energy go because you're holding on to that energy. It's not so much the inaction. It's you're holding on to that energy. When you let the energy go, you can move on. That's done next. But when you hold on to that energy and that thought, it just, yeah, it just does something to you. Like it just changes how you feel about yourself. It changes your confidence. It changes the action that you take or the inaction. And, yeah, just um, it really affects you in a big way. It's letting go and releasing that energy. And I'm sure that's something that you could definitely relate to as well of, Bad and good energy vibes. <laughs> Baby, I am all about the energy vibes, like internal, external. Like um, I am probably the last couple of years, like I'm not psychic and I say that to everybody that I um, work with. I'm intuitive, yes, but I also pick up on energy. And it was really funny because I used to say when I worked at Sephora, because when I used to facilitate trainings, um, I always remember like my boss and my friend, Ange, would say to me, she's like, how would that go? And I go, people were trying to take my energy. That's legit what I used to say because I'm such a vibrant person and I give so much. But there would be some people, I could actually feel them almost like taking my energy from me. And so it's probably been since starting a business, I'm definitely more aware of energy now, like who I give my energy to, how I protect my energy, how I cleanse my space, super woo, right? Um, So that I am like, I change, I'm a big feng shui lover. Like I love moving things around because if you change 27 items in your home, you actually change the energy of your home. And so things like that are really important to me is, but again, that takes it takes um, mental bandwidth from you because you have to tune inwards to actually see how you're feeling and then tap into your environment around you. Yeah, absolutely. Energy is so important. And I think when coming back to what I was saying before about the inaction, I think when we don't take action, we're giving, we're holding that energy in us. So that that stress, it's like if you've got your to-do list of things that you need to do for the day and like the, the one thing that you need to do that you're dreading you do last so all day you're holding that energy you know you're putting off that thing that you want to do you're thinking about it you're obsessing over it and then it affects your energy for the day and then your output for the other work that you've got to do on that day as well so I just think energy is really important it's like the energy of people like we get so much energy from others and then others take from our energy so it's just really paying attention to where our energy 
comes and flows. Yeah, because imagine if you're like hanging on to something all day and you've then wasted all this excess energy from not taking action on something, whereas you could have taken action, like eaten the frog, right, done it first thing in the morning, and then you've got all this beautiful energy to put towards the shit that you actually want to do. Totally. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah, love this. So good. Now, Morgan, I know that you have a 10-step framework and I'm not expecting you to go through all 10 steps today based on our conversation, but I would love you to be able to share what would be some takeaway tips you could give somebody listening in regards to like PR and where they can start essentially. Yeah, of course. So number one is always on mastering your mindset. Um, so that it's always the number one thing. So that's really going through a couple of things, but essentially like really focusing on your mindset and paying attention to like your thought, your thought patterns as well. And a lot of us are used to imposter syndrome, um, but getting really clear on your mindset and overcoming that confidence before you start is really going to make sure that you have um, a, a positive experience with doing your own PR. And also um, it feels good to you as well. Um, The next thing that we sort of look at, which is my favourite, which is your expert message. So that's really looking at um, who are you an expert at? What do you want to be known for? What's your message? What's your story? Um, So we really sort of like develop that first. um, And that sort of goes into your strategy as well. So before we sort of do any media or PR outreach, we always want to look at what the strategy is. What are you looking to get out of it? What are the objectives that you have? And then we can sort of sort of brain brain dump and you can sort of map out the the PR content you want to do You've got proactive media, which is proactively pitching to media, and then you've got reactive media, which is reacting to what's happening in the news agenda, which is a great way to position yourself as an expert. And I'll use yourself as an example. If something's happening and just say a journalist is writing a story on Mercury Retrograde, perfect opportunity for you to be like, hey, that's what I know. (laughs) I'm going to shoot through some comments or it could be something completely different. It could be a horoscope piece or it could be, something on life strategy. It could be something that you know that you can respond to as an expert and it's a great way to build those relationships with the media as well so they see you as a go-to person so then they come to you when they need a little bit of a case study or a comment or something to add value to their story. The next piece that we want to look at after we've done gone through that is we want to sort of look at um, your industry in a nutshell. So we sort of want to look at being a bold um, business owner and a bold expert. What are we doing that's different? Where is that? Where is that industry moving? And what can we not so much predict what's going to happen in the future, but we can sort of see, okay, well, this is what's happening. Maybe I'll do this to stand out and be a little bit different. So it could be maybe your industry is um, going past Australia and moving into New Zealand. So maybe you could start looking at, you know, what's happening over there what are some trends and insights that you can look into um, just to make sure that you've got a really concrete understanding of the value that you can provide and how you want to stand out and not really looking at competitors as well thinking about this is what I'm an expert in I'm going to do some research see what magazines or what media outlets would be interested to know and I'm going to start building those relationships with the media so building those relationships with the media and doing your research would be the next thing and then after that would come um, the outreach that you're doing So as an expert, reaching out to media and putting forward your expertise um, and your expert status tips as well. So obviously it's a lot more um, streamlined and structured, which I teach in um, my upcoming course. Um, But that is that's a few golden nuggets and tips that could hopefully help anyone who's looking at doing their own PR um, a bit of a step framework to start to work towards as well. And it's totally accessible and totally achievable to do on your own. Yeah, 
I do you know what I think that the one thing that I um, value, and I know that you feel the same, Morgan, is relationships. Like people, uh, like like the right people, and investing in those relationships is integral. And like from my perspective, even just chatting to you today, like ICPR is one of the most important things. Like nurturing relationships because of the fact that gone are the days where a consumer trusts you because you're running a Facebook ad. I'm not here to say that they don't work. So I know a business, a lot of businesses do do them and they do work, but like, I'm not here for that. Like I would rather have a relationship with somebody and position myself as an expert than run a Facebook ad to people that are already consumed by so much media. And there's like, are they going to click on it? Who knows? Definitely. There's, there is a time and place for advertising, especially online, especially if you're selling um, products. Um, but the main difference is it's a completely different message. So in, instead of like consumer advocacy or recommendations or a journalist writing something amazing about you or an interview or a feature, um, that's the third party credibility. So you're not basically promoting yourself. Someone else is promoting you for you. So yeah. that's the overall goal that we're really aiming for. And it's um, completely different from a, um, a client perspective or a customer perspective. That's probably what they're looking at. And they're looking for that story-driven um, mm-hmm. piece rather than, here, buy my product or service. And it's always like stories sell a lot more than um, selling does from that perspective. But obviously, like, there's a place for both to exist in your overall like, holistic marketing strategy. Um, but that's mainly, like, the difference between the two um, mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah, mm-hmm. both, both can be done. Um, but, yeah, very different. Yeah. I think I brought that up because I see so many people that are new in business and they like just go, I'm going to run these ads. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't know if you're kind of there yet. Like, and not even meaning that from a bad way, but there's like so many other ways that you can approach like positioning your business. And I think just like knowledge is power. So just like knowing what's the right thing for me to do at the right time. And another point to mention as well is like PR can actually mean like so many different things. So it's not just the traditional media coverage that we know and expect. It can be being, it can can honestly be sharing your message confidently and widely. So making sure people know exactly who you are and what you do and who you do it for, what your expert message is. Um, That is like the first thing. Then it could be, I want to start slow. I want to get seen on podcasts. And that's a good way for you to like test your message out um, test what, what kind of things are valuable um, and be seen in lots of different audiences because you're sharing an audience that way because you're using someone else's platform. It could be online media coverage. It could be judicial media coverage. It could be radio interviews. It could be public speaking. It could be running a masterclass for um, a global company or a bigger company that has that reach and credibility. It could be awards like business awards or industry awards. It could on, It can honestly be so many different things and there's not like a one square peg fits all situation it's very much like what is my objective and goal and what can I offer and where am I at in my journey like for example if you're struggling with your mindset I wouldn't say go on um, national tv tomorrow I'd say how about we start small and we'll go through this process because it's not a race Um, and sometimes starting small can give you the biggest return and really help with your confidence so that when you do do that radio interview or TV interview like you're ready for it. We're going to nail it. Yeah, and you have that confidence and you have that practice, that media training practice. So, Mm. yeah, but it can mean so many things um, to different people and that's why I say like there's no 
scrappy ground poets, whatever is right for you at a particular time and place in your journey that you're at as well. Yeah, you have such a beautiful perspective on it, Morgan. I really appreciate it. Like you've interwoven some really gorgeous things, including mindset and personal development and really, um, I suppose, owning your superpowers and being confident in those. And I love that because it does make you really unique and PRable now that I've said that. And I love like everything you've shared. It's just, it's so damn magical. I think that's the most fun with it. It's like not really just treating it as PR in itself because it's so many other things. It is mindset and it is confidence and it is personal development and it is getting your message clear and it is sharing your magic and knowing how magical you are is really the first step. So there's so much involved and I think that's what makes it so fun. It's a really fun experience to go through that as a business owner and, and as a human as well. Yeah, I love that. So anyone listening is like totally vibing with all of this where can people find you online and how can they work with you well I'd love to um chat over on Instagram for free to send me a DM I'm just martini mondays um our website is martinimondays.com.au and we actually have a free super fun PR quiz so if you're intrigued about finding out which media outlet you are highly recommend doing our little quiz which is a little bit fun um, and I am running a free masterclass um, coming up in June as well. So um, stay tuned for that one. And um, if you are interested in discovering your um, PR magical genius zone um, and elevating your impact, um, I do offer one-on-one mentoring and we do have our um, brand new course coming out in June as well. So keep your eyes peeled for that. But I'm always happy to answer any questions and always love a good chat. So don't be shy, send me a DM. <laughs> she loves a good chat. Please send her a DM. Morgan and I have like vibe on the daily. It's fantastic. We're always chatting about <laughs> astrology and other shit. <laughs> and I'm so excited to have um, a session with you as well. I just have to say, like, I just adore you and the work that you do. It's, it's honestly so magical and having you in my feed is just like, just brightens my social media experience. So thank you for what you do and um, the work you do to help so many others. I know that you're just changing the lives of everyone around yeah. you, just by helping them release their magic and be true to who they are. I think it's yeah, such a wonderful thing. Ah, uh, you're going to like, you're going to make me cry today, Morgan. No, I feel so blessed to do this work and um, I'm so grateful. Like every day I say to myself, like, I have the coolest job in the world. It doesn't even feel like a job. I get to empower women specifically or people um, and it's just so damn rewarding and like you like when you can help somebody to really um see how they can own their magic or what their magic actually is like I don't know I just could never imagine myself doing anything else so total hype girl KG hype girl for life (laughs) yes love it love it (laughs) now I've got one final question for you which we ask everybody that comes on the show and it is what is an epically small moment you've experienced lately Ah, that is a good question. <laughs> oh, I'd have to say um, from like, yeah, I'd have to say this is, I guess, like both business and personal um, would be that as much as as much as life and business is very overwhelming, like we are 
absolutely capable um, and to not like fear and overwhelm stop us from living our best life as that's something that's been coming up for me and something that um, you realise don't let fear get in the way because you've got this. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. If you love this conversation, please rate it, review it, or send it to somebody that may vibe with it. Or you can subscribe to stay up to date with the latest. I'll catch you next time.